Good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Jacinta C.K., and welcome to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. Today, we have a very special live show for you this Friday, but remember to look for us airing live every Tuesday from 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, and midnight Eastern Standard Time. And look for us again on Sirius XM Powered by Genius Music and Bid Chat on Sundays at 6 p.m., We're going to be bringing you relationship information and strategy from our guests and in our research. Our show will give you a generational perspective and real-world opinions. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Estella. Welcome to the Strategic Ladies Show. Uh, Today, we have a special guest, and uh, her name is Dr. Sheila Williams. And Dr. Williams is going to share uh, a topic that's very important that we face and not run from, and that's how to handle obstacles with a, a person that has mental illness in your family. She wrote a book on it. She's awesome. And we're going to bring her on. And this is the time to really ask the questions that you don't want to ask sometimes so that she can help guide you through the process. Uh, she is very uh, knowledgeable in her field. And I, and, I, and I just can't wait to have her on. A great person. So before we do that, let's talk about a mindful check today. Jay, how are you feeling, Jay? I'm doing good. Um, I'm... You know, to be honest, still waking up, you know, it's it's early <laughs> and I haven't had coffee or anything. So I'm trying to wean myself off of coffee. It's, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. And you are, you are thinking and growing too right now. So it's yeah, hard to be It's hard to be when you're, you're pregnant. Yes. Oh my God. I, I, so hard to be I, I can't imagine. So I, she has <laughs> definitely a excuse for being tired. Um, so, uh, how about you, mom? How are you doing? Yeah, well, you know, I have been eating totally unclean for the last uh, two weeks, mm. and um, it, it's Girl Scout cookie time. Oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> yeah, you were eating it unclean, and I so she eats so normally. <laughs> she eats so well normally that I forgot about that. But she has like gone to the every time we go to the store. If those little Girl Scouts are out there, she's buying a box. So I, I tell them, you know like what? I'm intense. keeping you guys in business. And, um, the karma delights. Oh my God. They are amazing. And you can't just eat one. It's just something about them. You can't though. You can't. I've only, like, I'll only eat one and be fine. And then I freeze them right to hide them from myself. And then I go and get them, right? <laughs> or she'll say, Jay, take this box and then she'll eat the box yeah, anyway. Yeah, and then, and I, or I'll say, take the box and give you half of it. Literally, this has happened. We've had four boxes and I perform. I think it's more than that. You're just trying to Okay, five it. boxes. Yeah, I perform different ways. I perform different ways. So my, my granddaughter loves <laughs> it too so between the two of us yeah you but i both. think i'm probably worse yeah. but the part of the matter is i know it's wrong it, it is a wrong time of year for those little girl scouts <laughs> no okay <laughs> but i'm supporting the great cause but and i'm also gaining weight so with that in mind i have got to get back on track so this morning 
And then I threw in my Doritos chips or whatever they not are. Not Doritos. Not Doritos. Um, tortilla chips. Tortilla chips. They're, They're organic, but They're she organic, tears them up. Yeah, but, but so now today is a new day, and today I'm back on track. So I have my, I did, I haven't given up the coffee, which I was going to do from Lent. Uh, next, oh, Fat Tuesday is coming. Next week. Next week. So I'm going to give up the coffee for a while. But right now I'm going to, I have my cup of coffee with no sugar. I have my banana and I ate a carrot this morning. So and I'm so back on track. You'll be fine unless we go to the grocery store and you see caramel blocks. I'm not going to the grocery store. <laughs> That's why when she's asked me, you know, she's pregnant, right? So I'm going to help her out and stuff. And she says, Mom, go to the grocery store. I'm like, I don't want to go. And, that's it. and then I call her, should I go stop at the girl's place? And I tell you, time? no. I just can't help She's just addicted. But, as you know, we all have our weaknesses with certain things. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm admitting mine, and but I'm being done. I'm, I'm healed today. I'm healed from the, 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 the <laughs> Her negative. carrot sticks have healed her. Yeah, the carrot sticks, the <laughs> banana. I'm going to eat very clean today. Mm-hmm. Because when, I'm going to tell you something about eating clean. If you don't, if you don't kind of titrate and start a little bit before, some people think, oh, I'm going to eat everything I can eat. Well, your, your taste buds have that in the mouth, right? Right. So you need to titrate before and say, okay, I'm going to take this out and take this. Then I'm going to go to the big thing of not doing anything wrong. So, right. It's, it's kind of like what we did with coffee before we were had sugar in it. And now I can't imagine putting sugar in my coffee. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It, it, it changes. Um, it's just your taste buds get adapted to it. So that's my mindful check. I think I just need to get back on track and start being the, the health conscious person I am. But it was fun just kind of messing up with the Girl Scout cookies. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling good. So, every, other than that, there's just the climate of the country is getting better, I think. Uh, we've, some things are coming up, so hopefully some, some some good things will come out of all the things we're doing and or they're doing. And, uh, and I don't know what else is going on in the world. What what what. what? You know, I haven't. I really. You know, so you know, every time you turn on the TV, the the. The debate stuff's on, so I really have not really been watching TV. I've been getting into my shows. Mm-hmm. So let's um, talk about that the mental illness because we yes. we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. And um, you know, we both were in the business of selling drugs, right? Correct. Um, wait, let's let's clarify. Legal drugs, legal drugs, prescription drugs prescription, that came from pharmaceutical we sellers. <laughs> so not on the um, side of the street. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one of the things that we struggle with is the fact and i struggle with this and i know jay does too is we 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 don't want drugs in our uh, taking prescription drugs but we know that you need to do that so one of the things i'm kind of interested in asking uh dr williams is how how, you know are there alternative ways that really work for these type of patients Mm -hmm. you know mood you know i read a book called the mood mood cure and and it talks about how your foods change i definitely believe that. and i take i definitely believe because i because even with my children i mean nobody has any that you know we, we don't have mental illness but i know that how sugar affects each of my children differently now my oldest she can have sugar and she's still like her mom we're just pretty calm my younger two <laughs> can't especially the boy it's like it especially that blue dye because we one time he got a lollipop and I started acting really crazy. So it's just that, it, you know, everything affects people. <laughs> it scared me. I was like, oh, my God, take the lollipop away. Yeah. So it's like everybody reacts differently to different foods. Just like you can be allergic to different things, right? Right, right. And that's why I think, I do think there's this, but but what at what point, I know that there is also a chemical imbalance that happens in Correct. some people. Correct. And, and that serotonin levels uh, cause you to uh, have problems. And I know that the, some of the drugs that are out there 
um, actually worked on that. So, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to talk to Dr. Williams about, you know, the drugs, the traditional medicine, alternative medicine, uh, foods, you know, uh, they definitely, to your point, Jay, they definitely found that, um, you know, with kids with, um, de- uh, not dementia, but kids with um, autism, auti- autism okay. actually do better when they're eating cleaner and that and you know what it's funny um, one of my my good friends is a um, autistic teacher and she does believe i mean she eats very clean and she says how she's integrated that into telling some of her parents of the children that do suffer from autism about the 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 clean diet and things that they should avoid like the the um not natural sugars and things of that sort you know low on the sugar um, high on the protein and it's actually made a big difference in the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, I know like even now in schools and um, I'm sorry, mom, but it, I know oh. that when we go to my daughter's class, you know, a lot of kids now can't have cupcakes. So, like it's so much different than when my, young, my oldest oh, yeah. was in school than to now. Mm-hmm. And I know even with me, you could bring anything like there was not like, Oh, they have a peanut allergy. They have this and that. And, um, but you can see now that the, the teacher's, you know, you give a child a cupcake, they're going to get that sugar rush. So yes. you can't be mad at the child for acting, having behavioral issues if they have all that sugar pumping in right, there. Right, right. Yeah, and that might be it. It's so funny because we didn't even think that way at my age. I, I mean, I didn't start thinking about that until my middle child yeah. because it, it really became people started mm-hmm. becoming more aware of how foods can affect a child, which makes common sense now thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's almost like when you go to the gym and, and you have like, I don't know, some a sugar a coffee with sugar or something, or not even coffee, but something with sugar. You perform really good, but you peak out fast. Yes. You peak out and fast. so it, 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 but it's interesting. It's just this whole, um, uh, this whole change in the way we look at things and what the knowledge base of the world now is so amazing. Um, that it, the way people react and kids react and, and knowing that, I'm just hoping that that we address that topic when we talk to her a little bit today, just to find out, you know, can diet just do some things? And there are people that believe that. I believe that, and I, and I also would like to ask her some of the different things, like um, alternative medicine, for example, what she thinks about possibly acupuncture. I mean, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. believe in that strongly, and mm-hmm. I know that I've tried it in the past for other like muscle pains and it's helped, you know, mm-hmm. and some people it doesn't, I'm sure. But, you know, I'd, I'd like to see how those alternative medicines. Oh, totally acupuncture works. I know that my girlfriend who is a cancer survivor, bless her heart. Hey Lauren. <laughs> She's amazing, a godly woman. And she um, had stage four cancer and breast cancer. And um, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And she started doing acupuncture. She started eating clean. She starts move a lot of movement. Um, uh, it's amazing the difference in her and she's cured. You know, she's been a survivor for over 10, like, I don't know, 10 or so years, 10 plus years. But the point of the matter, it's, it, diet has a lot to do with it. And after diet, it works, I've mean, tried it. Yeah. Alternative I medicines. I, I do believe. And I think that us being um, former pharmaceutical sales reps, I know that sometimes medication is necessary, mm-hmm. but I like to practice everything possible prior or before yeah. I go directly to the medicine. If I can heal myself naturally first, I'd love to do that because I feel I want to go to that as my last basis. Cause right. I know that there's nothing else that will help. Right. right. Well, 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 even with, um, technically I could be diagnosed as high blood pressure. So, um, I, um, but I, 
you know, I know that I have a white coat syndrome. Whenever someone tests my blood pressure, because I know my blood pressure goes up, it's I'm so scared. funny. And then when I sit there for a minute, they do it again. And they're like, "Oh, it's coming down, it really down." It, it can, yeah. And I mean, so it's funny. like with you know, me, like one seventy to one thirty in two seconds. Just, I don't know how I stay so calm. Oh, uh, like well, even when I'm yeah. stressed out, my blood pressure's good. Yeah, but what I've done is taking magnesium pills. I've also um, I'm, I'm working on losing some weight because I think she's so skinny, you guys. It's so funny that she keeps saying losing some weight. And then I think um, also. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I've gained more. Well, menopause, you gain more than you, you know, during that yeah, period. Like two pounds. Oh, shit. Two, ten pounds, right? Ten. I've gained ten pounds since menopause. So my point of the matter is you, you there's things you can do to prevent it. And, and a clean diet, I, no, I noticed when I was doing that, too, it, and, and usually do that, it, it helps. So. And, that, and that's a hard thing. I'm not going to lie. Like Eating clean, it can be so rewarding, but it, it's a process. So, like, some of the things you said in, in the fact of, titrating down i think that's definitely important well you know what it's funny because i had a carrot this morning i am so full and so satisfied <laughs> but, you're so, okay, but you're not a good example for most people no, it she's not i mean like her, her whole thing <laughs> like she sweet my mom nice. will eat shakes all day she's has she i'm telling you the only time she's bad like she said is with those girl scout cookies oh, love those but girl somebody scouts. like me that's like oops in and out no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's totally. It's, but yeah, I it takes some time to. Well, I think that people don't realize. First of all, I think you shouldn't mask what you eat. I think you should eat a carrot and just taste how a carrot tastes because that's the problem when you put sugar and butter and all this stuff on it it doesn't taste right but if you just eat a whole food like a baked potato if you're going to bake potato it's it's, it's natural right go in and bake a baked don't put any butter on it oh my god see we're 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 off that's not going to happen y'all we have some butter and some some everything on there take the celery shave it Eat the celery. See, I love Cucumbers. celery. There's, that's the funny thing is I love healthy foods, but I'm not going to lie. If somebody gives me a baked potato with butter, that's my friend. Yeah. We, we, the hardest part but about you this. You can do sweet potato. Well, the hardest part about this, you know what is? It's, it's finding it when you're in a if business somebody schedule. makes it for yes, you. Yes, it like, makes it I mean. So anyone that wants to make Dr. Estella and Dr. J. Dr. J is ready. After this baby, I'm looking for somebody that's ready, ready to, to, take that. to take me to my next level. <laughs> but okay, you guys. So. Hold that thought. We're going to be right back after this messages. We want you to be prepared for this wonderful guest that we have. Remember, you can always join the conversation by calling 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733. We will see you in a moment.
For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Strategic Ladies Radio Show. We were uh, just talking, Jay and I, at the break. We have a special guest, and we, we got to shout out to her a little bit, and she's on the air right now. Her name is Dr. Sheila Williams. But I want to remind you that um, you can call in at 310-928-7733. Again, 310-928-7733 to ask any questions you have of our guests, and because this is a live show. Well, hi, you guys. I'm just going to introduce Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams, you know, she has an extensive background. I mean, I, you know, we could go a, a long time talking about how many wonderful accomplishments she has. But just to tell you a little bit about her, she's an educational consultant. She's nationally certified trainer. She's a published author and radio show host as well and a motivational speaker. She has an extensive background in counseling, K-12 public and private charter on the charter schools in higher education, specializes in PTSD, ADD, behavioral, um, different issues. Dr. Williams, is there more that you'd like to add? You've done so many wonderful things. Thank you. Um, no, that pretty much kind of wraps it up in a nutshell. But yes, my background is mainly in mental health counseling and in education. And as you mentioned before, I am an educational consultant as well as a motivational speaker and a radio show host. Good. So I'm a little bit busy, but it's, it's all fun. It's all Good. fun. So what? tell us a little bit about your radio show. Where is that? Your radio show. Uh, that's here That's here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the Dr. Sheila Show, 87.9 FM, The Globe. Cool. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. So now, look, now this issue, this topic is very interesting to me. And I don't, I'm sure you may have been able to hear what we talked about at the top of the hour, but there's a lot of things I want to ask you because I think it's an issue that we sometimes don't, aren't, don't recognize mental health. We don't, we, we don't know the signs. We also don't know how to handle it when we, when we find it. Tell, tell us a little bit about that mental yeah, health. There's a, yeah, there's issue. this taboo sometimes of people talking about it, but it's definitely something I feel that should be an open discussion. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely feel that with all of the societal pressures and, you know, just work and finances and relationships and, you know, it's, it's estimated that pretty much 80% of the population enters into some form of depression or um, situation in which you may need counseling mm -hmm. um, at some point in your life. So 80% is a pretty high number. Um, yes. Of course, you can look at the statistics and, you know, I mean, you can look at statistics and it may be a little bit lower or higher mm -hmm. depending on what you're looking at. But it's about a ballpark park figure of about 80 percent at some point in your life. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to always be in need of counseling. But at some point with the societal pressures and everything else that we face, that's that's a pretty high number. So that tells me that. You know, given on any situation, uh, you know, whether it be divorce or loss of a job or bankruptcy or uh, death of a parent or child, it's imperative that you not feel like you're alone. And that's what happens a lot of times. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, it, yeah, it is. It's it, it is something that I know that I, you know, when I sold a, a, a serotonin enhancer, a drug for that, um, 
God, I can't. I think it's called serotonin. <laughs> it's serotonin. Or something. Ser- yeah, yeah. So I saw that drug. One of the things that I I found that, they, and I don't know if these statistics are too, but they say one out of five people have some mental mental disorder. Are those statistics still real? Yeah, I, I think so, and I think that at times, you know, you may see the number increase. Agreed. I see that, you know. If we're in in the middle of a war, if you, mm. I mean, even in the in, with everything that's happened in the in the political spectrum right. currently with our country, I mean, it just depends on what's going on in the society and as you know, as, and as well in your personal and professional lives, you may see that number go up and you may see the number go down. Uh, but I think that is a pretty accurate number. Now, you mentioned that you were in the school districts and you do things in the schools. How are you approaching that uh, as a consultant? Because I'm sure there's all types of issues, you know. Well, we with have- the ADD, you have the behavioral issues, you have the autistic children. How are you actually tackling that and, and, and bringing awareness? Uh, you, you know, the, the biggest thing is I always tell people when you're dealing with 20, 25, 30 students, in a classroom is to remember that each one of those, each one of those children is coming to you with experiences that are, you know, in their, in their home environment that you may not be completely aware of. Mm -hmm. So they may not, may or may not be diagnosed as ADD or they may not even have a documented disability at all, but they're dealing with a home environment that may not um, make it conducive for this child to be able to completely focus. So you have to be aware that each, every last one of these children is coming with, you know, different things that are going on in their home environment. You know, maybe it it was a two parent household and the parents are now going through a divorce. It may be that, you know, the the child is going through, um, the parents are going through a move. Um, a separation, um, financial difficulties. So, you know, it may not be just the ADD or the bipolar disorder or, or, or learning disability. It may be um, emotional things that the child is experiencing because they're used to mom and dad both being in the home and now it's just mom, you know, or just dad. So right. we just have to keep in mind, yeah, when we're dealing, you know, the, the child is may, may not come 100% prepared, for school, I know sometimes teachers get frustrated when, when the children show up and they don't have pencil and paper. Mm. But something as simple as that, I mean, it, it's it's just being happy that the child is there. So, I, I okay, I can give you pencil. Right. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because um, in my early in my career, I was um, teaching for an alternative school. And it was just mm-hmm. that you get these files on these different children and you find out that they've been diagnosed sometimes improperly because of their home conditions. So you're right, uh, you know, factoring in the conditions that they have at home, like you said, some, I mean, some people are, are dealing with parents that actually do have possible mental illness or, or dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. molestation, things of, you know, different things that can affect how they do act in class. They could be, mm-hmm. consi- why they have these behavioral issues. You, you know, one, one of the things I exactly. want to ask, what is considered mental illness? I mean, that we use that term broadly. What, 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 what professionally is it, what's considered mental illness? Oh my goodness. It could be, um, you know, it could be anything from, you know, clinical depression. It could be bipolar disorder. It, I mean, it's, it's like a whole mm-hmm. list of, a list of them, but, um, you know, there's a DSM, um, 
which is your diagnostic manual to determine whether or not, and of course, as a professional clinician, a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist would be the person to appropriately diagnose uh, an individual as to having a uh, mental illness or not. Because a lot of times, you know, you can actually be a little depressed and not actually have a mental yeah. illness. You know, we all, we all have, yeah, we all have situations yeah. in which we may get, you know, a little depressed or whatever, but when it's chronic or a condition remains chronic for a certain amount of time or it's to a level where it's, um, you know, severe, then that is when those indicators make it um, more so a mental illness as opposed to just, you know, maybe you, you know, maybe you lost your job or you, you know, you broke up or had a divorce and it, mm -hmm. it is not completely negatively affecting your ability to, to function. Yeah. Um, appropriately you know you just yeah. going through a difficult time and it may be 20 30 days 60 days and then you're fine but for those who um you know continuously go through these episodes and there it's negatively affecting their ability to function that's when it becomes more so a mental illness yeah i was just thinking that that's the reason i asked that question is some people don't understand what the how to diagnose it and i think there's a lot of misdiagnosis going on sometimes and it, 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 that acute versus chronic I think it's the key are exactly. so I think that's a great so you know you've written a wonderful book about my mother's keeper can you tell us a little bit about your book oh yes for sure thank you my mother's keeper is it's a memoir um, it is an autobiography about my life and about my lifelong journey of caring for my mother um, from a very early age up until the point where she passed away, uh, my mother did suffer from clinical depression. As you mentioned before, you know, a lot of times it's not diagnosed or it's inappropriately uh, diagnosed, mis misdiagnosed. And that was the case with her. Her her illness was not appropriately diagnosed for over 20 years. And uh, so it went from, you know, being misdiagnosed from one thing to the next until it was finally diagnosed as clinical depression. And once it was diagnosed as clinical depression, you know, a lot of times we're, we keep these family secrets because it's taboo to say, oh, my mother has clinical depression. Right. Yeah, so it was a bit of a family secret uh, for, for a very long time up until the point where she, she passed away. Um, and then I decided to be very candid and very transparent. Thank you. Very can candid and very transparent about my life. And the, 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 the trials and the challenges of, of uh, being, you know, a child of a mother who had clinical depression and how I dealt with it my entire life. But I decided to be very transparent so that this is no longer a taboo subject, so that it would right. give people hope mm -hmm. and it would give people the opportunity to realize that you can be successful regardless of what you have uh, maybe experienced in your life. So that's, that's the purpose of me writing the book. Yeah, and I and you know we we connected. I'm gonna I guess I skimmed through the book, but I want to read that book because I, I think it would be an inspiration to people that we work with sometimes that may just need to understand that you're not here alone, right? You, this is it's okay to say I'm not okay, and so many people don't say right. You know, it's okay to say I've got a problem. Well, as you said, I mean, a lot of people still consider it taboo. I think the great thing about now, it's starting to change. Books like yourself that you've put out. Um, and people sharing their candid experiences are so important because, like you said, people feel like they're not alone and they're able to discuss these things. Because I feel like that's one of the first steps to healing is to 
have that time to admit the things that are going on. You know, it's interesting too. I, so I don't know, uh, Dr. Williams, as you're seeing this, um, it's interesting. There's uh, even on Facebook, you hear people talking about, okay, I'm recovering from this. I, I, I'm reco- I've, I've got mental illness and I'm letting everyone know. People seem to be sharing this. And even in, in open uh, social media forums. Yes, I absolutely love it. When I see that, I become really emotional because, you know, uh, we we tend to have this thing where we have to keep up this facade or this persona that we're all together and there's never a problem. We don't cry or, you know, I I was never, you know, I I was never depressed or I, I didn't have a really ugly divorce or I didn't file for bankruptcy. I have a lot of money in the bank. You know, it's okay. Like, you know. Yeah, it is okay. That that is what I like to say. It is okay. We're so much more alike than we are than we are different. I and I think that once we once we realize that and we you know become, if you're going through something and I'm 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 not at this point. I'm the strong person. I can help you. If I'm going through something and you're not, perhaps you can help me. And I think that you know, as I wrote the, the title of my book, My Mother's Keeper. I think that obviously we're not just here for ourselves. We're here to not only uh, obviously help ourselves and to better ourselves and to make ourselves the best that we can be. But I think in the, in, at the same time, simultaneously, it is about us helping each other. It's about us being our brother, our mother, our sister's keeper, as well as just helping ourselves as, you know, simultaneously. So Dr. Williams, we had a, a, a email um, question for you. There is a caller, doctor. His his name's Doctor Jayer, um, and they ask, "Can you, um, can you discuss NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, which is, seems to be manifesting in a greater number of people in America, especially on social media?" And they said they're glad that oh, you did this morning. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. Well, I would say that I think that, you know, with it, with narcissistic, I think that we are so much of a society where we have this instant gratification and we seek, we seek the approval of, of others quite a bit. So I think that it's, it's the focus of how many likes I can get or how many friends I can get, or you post a picture and you want to see if somebody likes it, they love it, they share it. And I find that sometimes when the numbers are not where, because I've heard people say this, oh, I only got 10 likes. Oh, I only, only, only got 37 views. I only got 100 views this yeah, time. Yeah, You too. know, and yeah, and it's, um, you know, so it's this, it's this thing where you seek the approval from external sources. And, you, you know, I, I wrote my dissertation upon intrinsic motivation. If you're able to find, yeah, if you're able to find motivation and encouragement within yourself, if you're able to self-motivate and find that self-gratification for yourself, you tend to not look for it externally. I think as, you know, just just as human beings, we kind of need that because we're so relatively connected. But to seek it so much so that you are not, you don't feel that you're beautiful, you don't feel like you're intelligent, you don't feel that you're great, unless somebody else tells you that, then therein, therein lies the problem. Yeah. Uh, so that's just my take on the narcissistic, yeah. um, the personality disorder. Yeah, we do a lot with um, 
in our practice with emotional intelligence and how the self-awareness, the self-reflection, um, the transformation piece is so huge because you're ex- absolutely right. We're always looking for someone to acknowledge we're okay when that should come from within. Right. And the whole meditation, exactly. and, and we do a lot of mindful, mindful meditation that brings out that. It gives people time to think within themselves, go inside their head. It's brain, brain health, right? I sometimes Mm -hmm. wonder, and this is just, you know, me stirring the pot a little bit, that if social media in some ways is making people more insecure in in the way of their thought process and and creating these these disorders, um, just because of, like, the likes. I mean, we've had a couple people come into our practice um, that were talking about how, you know, I lost a couple Facebook friends, really getting emotional about things that, you know, depending on that as saying who's their real friends. <laughs> right, right. It's very interesting. Yeah. I I purpose I purposefully, you know, I'm 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 very active in social media, but I purposefully will turn it off, um, you know, at least for a couple of weeks or so Good. simply because um, I think that anything, you know, too much of anything is not good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, because you become so overwhelmed and focused on it. Yes. And it becomes, oh, my God, I got to check my Facebook likes. Yes. It, it, it becomes like, a bit, it feels <laughs> obsession. Right, it's right. just, you know, I, I force myself. I'm like, oh, I got to check that. And I'm like, Come, what am I doing? You know, you get into these. It becomes a habitual practice. You know, it's yes. like how you're communicating with a lot of people. And it's it's. Well, you know, one of the things I like to do, and, and I and I tell uh, the meditation group I have in the mornings, is not to put your phone by don't don't go to Facebook on your phone in the morning. You know, whatever mm-hmm. you do to uh, ground yourself should be done in the morning, and that should be energy that's good, not things that kind of mm-hmm. distract you from that. So, with that mm-hmm. in mind, are you seeing um, people? Do you use meditation or anything, alternative uh, t- uh, treatments in your practice? Um, well, I don't, per- I don't personally have a practice now. Um, more, more of what I'm doing is a, on a consultant-type basis. Okay. But me personally, I do meditate. I do okay. personally. Um, I do it a few times a week. And I find that it, it keeps me centered. Uh, it keeps me grounded regardless of whatever's going on or whatever happens. I am able to, to, to stop and breathe and, and be okay. Uh, so I, I really encourage people to, a lot of people pray, but I, I pray and I meditate because there's a difference between the two. Right, 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 right. Well, that I, I just find that it helps people just, to, to your point, uh, get inside themselves. And, and, and you know, um, Dr. Jeff CK and I did our dissertations on the effect of, of meditation on women in the workforce and if it helped and, and hands over, uh, it, it, it did in our yes. study and, um, Jay used music and I used just uh, guided meditation and things like that. But, uh, it, it's amazing how, um, music therapy, um, mindfulness therapy, a mindful therapy, meditation therapy, not just mindfulness. That's just one mm-hmm. form of it really does help people. But, um, and I feel, I feel that, you know, we saw through the study that there's a lot of different alternatives that can help. And we were going to ask you what you thought about acupuncture. I know that my mom has used it for, uh, for pain. I wonder, have you had any experience of anybody talking about how it's helped them with um, ADD or some of the different disorders that you've discussed? I have not, but I have read upon it where 
Uh, it has helped actually uh, patients who are suffering from PTSD. Um, the acupuncture has helped them. But I have not personally or professionally um, dealt with anyone who has used that and it been successful. But I have read a, quite a bit about it. Yeah. So tell, let's dig a little bit deeper into some of the things that um, we can, you know, we're all about helping people, building relationships, mm-hmm. helping relationships. What kind of things can you, what what can you tell the call, the listeners out there that could help them get through this the, this the struggle with mental illness? What kind of things would you want to tell them? If they have a family member possibly that went through some of the things that you mm-hmm. have gone through. Well, I would say, you know, again, the prayer, the meditation is very important. I think that, um, you know, a lot of times we can encounter people who would give us uh, advice or suggestions, but I think it's on a personal level. You have to find whatever it is that's going to assist you with uh, getting past whatever it is that you're facing. So first and foremost, if if you have a family member or relative, um, a significant other, um, or a loved one who is experiencing uh, some form of mental illness is just to be of support for them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we, we're, we want to immediately give advice and advice is not always what's needed. It's just to know that this person is there for, for them. I think that with my mother and I, uh, our relationship was extremely close because I've never judged her. Right. I never judged her. I would just listen. And she didn't talk a lot, as you find in the book. I mentioned that she did not. She was not very verbal. But when she did talk, I just listened because it was a non-judgmental relationship that uh, she and I had. So with that, she felt like it was okay for her to express certain things to me that she had never expressed to anyone ever in her entire life. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that, I'm, I'm greatly appreciative. So it made me I uh, realized then that this was a profession that I wanted to be in, um, not even knowing 100% that my mother was suffering from a clinical, um, from clinical depression or a mental illness. I did not know that until after I uh, pursued my bachelor's degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. But uh, through that degree, I realized that there was a lot going on with my mother that I'm reading about and studying and learning uh, mm-hmm. in my program. And that's what sparked me to go on to get my master's degree in counseling. But um, to say all of that, I say that if you have loved ones, family members, friends, whomever is experiencing uh, some form of clinical depression or mental illness, whatever it be, is to be number one of support to them. And I, I can't reiterate more that when you say support, it does not mean to be the person that gives the advice. Support is I'm just going to be here with you and I'll sit in a car while you go into the doctor, I'll sit here and I'll wait for you. I'll take you to your appointment. Um, I'll remind you if you doubt what you need is a reminder of your doctor's appointment. I'll, re- I'll set a, an appointment calendar and I'll remind you. If you want me to just sit and watch TV with you, I'll sit and watch TV with you. Whatever that support means to that person, that's what you provide is that support because it means different for different people. And that's so, a good point. Um, I think- a good point. To to the way you specified what support is, because I think a lot of people feel that support is advice. Right, right. And and, and I like the way you broke it down to, uh, uh, first of all, the awareness piece. Make sure, you know, be be aware, observe. Um, I think uh, the the non-judgmental so important. piece is huge. And, and we, t- we teach that in our practice when you're meditating. You don't want to be judgmental of anyone, you know. Uh, I like that. And I like the fact listening to what they are saying, because sometimes you... 
we, sometimes we listen to what we don't hear, right? right. <laughs> so listening. Right, right. And that open expression, you know, the fact that, and, and the support to Jay's point was yeah. huge. Yes, very, very much so. Because I've found that um, whether I'm dealing with a client, a loved one, family member, a friend, coworker, the support is what is, is needed. And once people realize that they have your unconditional, unbiased support, then they tend to trust you. Uh, and then from there, they feel safe. They feel safe to, to express. And, and, and it's very vulnerable to tell someone that I, I see a therapist or I feel this way. It's a very vulnerable position to be in because we are afraid of being, being judged. So right. uh, to, to be very, to, you know, to be supported and to be, um, you know, loved and appreciated without being judged is the number one thing in, in my book. So I, um, I, I would just reiterate the support, being of support to them and whatever that support means to them. I mean, maybe they, they do want advice and they'll ask you, what do you think I should do about this? I mean, and if they ask you, then you give your, you know, you give your opinion. Right. But um, if they don't, if they don't ask, I, I don't think that the unsolicited um, advice is, is warranted unless they are a threat to themselves or to someone else. If you see that they're going to harm themselves or someone else, then of course you, you want to jump in and, 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 you know, get, get them to safety or get the other person to safety. But, um, you know, I just reiterate the support is, is just huge because we are a society. We are people that are, you know, very judgmental and um, we care about what people think about us. And that's why I think that, the subject of mental illness is so taboo is because people don't want to be judged. You don't want to be judged that, you know, oh my God, you know, she's quote unquote crazy. He's quote unquote crazy. But really there's, there's no such thing in my book. There's no such thing as crazy. I, I agree. I think that there's always a reason. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. I think they're crazy. No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 but what, Dr. Williams, we're almost out of time. I wanted to make sure that I get information on where we can find your book, where we can tap into your consultative services, and then give us information about your radio show. So your contact oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, the best place to go is my website, which is www.drsheiladwilliams.com. And that's no spaces, no period. Drsheiladwilliams.com. And uh, from there, you can uh, contact me. My email address is there as well as my phone number is on the website. Uh, The book, My Mother's Keeper, is available everywhere. It's available uh, through Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, It's uh, available directly through the publisher, which is Zulon Press. Uh, You know, Books a Million, anywhere. So if you Google the book, it'll, it'll pop up. Or if you go directly to my website, you can actually purchase it from there um, as well. The radio show that I have is 87, it's on 87.9 FM, The Globe. Uh, it is the Dr. Sheila show where it is transforming your mind, transforming your life, which is the title of the show. Uh, it is available, um, you can hear it through the TuneIn app if you download the TuneIn app or if you're in the Atlanta metro area, uh, 87.9 FM on Saturdays from 10 a.m. until noon. 
Awesome. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for being on the so show. This information show. is huge for people. And I and I just want to just thank you for all that you've shared. And, and we look forward to having you on the show again and, and, and connecting and maybe tapping into some of your your ther- your, your practice uh, for some of our patients as well. For sure. For sure. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Of thank course. You. It was nice to talk to you. Have a great day, Dr. Williams. Thank you. Same here. <clears throat> so, Jay, that was amazing. Now, she's she's the awesome. Um, you know, it, it, this topic of mental illness is, is a very serious one and, and one we need to address. I, I loved her tips. One of the ones. Support. Well, my, my favorite, I think I, if I if I look at the things that really hit me the most were support. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I was doing is trying to see how I, some of the things that she mentioned, because she's had firsthand experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that I utilize when I'm dealing with some patients or possibly, you know, friends that are going through things or students that we've dealt with that have some of these disorders, how I follow her checklist. And I yeah. find that for myself, I, I'm very, I, you know, you have some friends that you tell things to, but I'm very judge, non-judgmental, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as well as I, I do believe in the support. And I like the, the support rather than giving advice. Being supportive is not advice. I thought that that was a good thing she pointed out. Yeah, and I love the fact that that whole, as we always talk about, that emotional intelligence piece is there. You know, you need to be aware, self-aware. Mm-hmm. You need to be self-reflective, and you need to be understand how you react to people, you know, so self-awareness, self-actualization, all these self things cause us to behave and and show up like we do. So I love the fact, again, uh, to your point, the judgmental, non-judgmental, the listening, we don't teach that enough. I think people, I think it's important for people to understand how to listen too. I think listening and um, being an active listener. So listening what people are really saying and maybe reiterating because if you're listening and already are thinking about what you want to say back to them, that's not a good listener. No, a listener listens and then clarifies what they, what a person says, if not verbally in their, but in their head. So right. you're absolutely right. But it was a, it was great to have her on. Um, as we move through the, the process, uh, we might need to talk about Jay, what the word of the day would be or the thought of the day based on what we talked about today. Cause we've talked about some sensitive, really serious issues. You know, she talked about being, uh, you know, you might have depression, uh, but if it's severe, that's when that's you need to kind of step in. But what about how, how can we help people with some of these things? Curious I, I, what your thoughts are. I think for today, what a, a great thing would be for people to do as they meditate would be breathing out judgmental thoughts. And the reason why I say that is, is we have so many things that we're that we may hold dear and opinions that we may have. But if we breathe out those judgmental thoughts, um, we will be more a, a better listener, a better, better friend, a better person, somebody that somebody can come to and really express themselves to. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So I, I encourage you all today to take some time, 10 minutes a day to just talk about judgment and how being non-judgmental can affect you can affect you and just mm-hmm. take some time to just close your eyes get to that safe place uh, even if you're walking you don't have to close your eyes to be mindful you know mindful just means focused thought so as you're walking today as you take that walk if you do or whatever thing exercise instead of listening maybe to a a, a um a song maybe you want to just kind of think about 
how to be non-judgmental and, and, and assess yourself. Are you non Are you judgmental? How can I be a better listener? How can I be a better support to people in need? I thank you so much for joining our show today. Uh, you can uh, find out more about the Strategic Ladies, and Jay will tell you where. On www.strategicladies.com. You can always go to Instagram, Twitter, at strategicladies.com, or at strategicladies, and always look for us on Facebook as well for all of our updates. So make sure you tune in next week. We'll be Tuesday at 9 p.m. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. Strategic Lady